yeah, it's just going to be, hey, if you get caught, then huge fines, draft picks for the teams, losing cap space next year for the teams, possibly. But when you have people who don't even believe it's real, right. why would they follow your rules? Right. No, exactly. And even some of the people who know it's real just think it's not a big deal. Yeah. Why would they follow your rules? Yeah. And the fact is, no matter how vigilant you try to be, you can't keep track of somebody 24-7. You don't know that comes and going. And even if you could, and this is a scary thing, and we talked about this too, even if you could and everybody did what they're supposed to do, you can't control everybody else in the world. world, world, world. It's the Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Rodney. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. What's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Bradney. And we are done with week four. We got a victory from the Ravens over the Washington football team, the Carolina Panthers, on a two-game win streak, B. That's right. Two games. Pause up. It's all it's all turning around. Hey, you gotta say pause up. Things coming up, Carolina, right now. You gotta I say, pause, say up. pause up. It's ridiculous. Pause. You said it. Pause up. Pause it. up. No, <laughs> no I, I didn't. I didn't say. It. I said it's ridiculous. Pause. Not, up. not doing it. Uh, no, it was a it was a great win yeah. for Carolina. The defense played well. The O line played really well. Russell Okung missed the game again. Greg Little got the start at left tackle. It's yeah, almost shocking. like they didn't have to go and get somebody after they just drafted their left tackle but whatever right um they gave up i think it was four hurries for the or four pressures for the game and arizona has some has some nice pass rushers so i mean that that was that was good that was encouraging teddy bridgewater continued to play well deandre hopkins was hurt christian kirk was just coming off an injury but i mean they they locked them down for the most part kyler murray you know he got loose on the ground a few times but I mean, he he was I think under five yards per attempt. You know, and they gave up a late touchdown after the game was basically over. But they they won thirty one twenty one. So it was a it was a big win for them. And and looking forward, you know, looks like they're going to get another one next week against Atlanta. Yeah, that's a good matchup for them. Atlanta just looks they they look like they're they're done. And they look way- like the Falcons. It's not I mean it's not any different than how they normally look. They they're bad. You know. The first two games of the season, I thought, okay, heartbreaking losses, but they're competitive, and the offense looks like they're on point. I just figured, okay, they make some adjustments on defense, and they can be a competitive team. Not saying they're a playoff team, but a competitive team this year. But they just don't have it. I don't think those losses are heartbreaking. I mean, how do you how do you get your heart broken after you give up a twenty eight three lead in the Super Bowl? I mean, <sighs> this stuff probably doesn't even register. Well, I mean, it's a heartbreaking, you know, within a vacuum. But yes, if you're an Atlanta fan, you're you're already numb to everything. You're, yeah, you're bitter it's just about Sunday. the whole world. It's just Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Atlanta. But yeah, so great opportunity for the Panthers to go three and two, and it's like we say week to week, and we want to see how the team improves every week, and they are steadily improving. So I will give Matt Rule credit for that. The worst, worst and best thing, I guess. They they win next week. They got Chicago the week after that. They could legit be four and two and be like competing for the division championship, which I think says less about them and more about how maybe don't count on 40 year old quarterbacks. Sure. But, you know, it's, it's like I was saying, I could see a scenario where they can get into the playoffs this year. You know, if we have a season, we'll get into that later. But yeah. 
I mean, seven seven spots in the playoffs. And well, I'm just saying, thanks to Drew and Tom, they might they might only need the one. You know, they might be hosting a home game in the playoffs. Well, hey, okay, well, okay. Before we get to to the Ravens, let's transition over to the Tampa Bay game because they won that. They're three and one right now. Yeah, they they are, they are. Tom had five touchdowns in that game. Yep, threw another pick six. So he I did. guess you know six touchdowns. Beat a beat a Chargers team that's starting a rookie quarterback and his I guess it was his third start. But you know, good win. I just I don't think they're going to hold up against tougher competition, man. And I don't think they're going to hold up for sixteen games. Yeah, I agree. They had to come back from from a twenty four seven. They were down. Yeah, yeah, they weren't looking good, but they did come back, and I give Tom credit for that. That was a a good game. Minus the pick six, that was a good game for Tom. I'm not going to take that away from him. Thirty mm-hmm. of forty six, three hundred sixty nine yards, five touchdowns, one pick six. Really good. My man Keyshawn Vaughn got in the game. Did he get? He got a touchdown. Was it? A he receiver? did get a touchdown. He got a shout touchdown. out to fantasy bench points. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. He, he's on my my dynasty league team, and I actually needed him to perform this year because my starters. I, I have no running backs. <laughs> I have no running backs. I was really dependent on him, and he was on my bench and he scored on my bench. But again, we're getting off track. Yeah, good good win for the for the Bucks. But no, you and I aren't really believers in Tampa Bay this year. So. Like I said, it, the division is open, and yeah, if Carolina keeps improving, if they keep improving, they might be right there at the end competing with them and the Saints. Yeah, I'm, that's not something I'm predicting. I think most likely they'll be 3-3 three and three after the next two weeks, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be up and down from there, mostly down. But it, it is encouraging to see them playing, being this competitive this early. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just want to see the defense just get better, clean up some of the mistakes. And I want to see who can really ball out. I'm looking at Jeremy Chin. I'm looking at Brian Burns. I'm looking at Derek Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I hope those guys work out. Yeah. Speaking of working out and impressive wins, uh, that wasn't what happened in Baltimore. <laughs> uh they no. they beat Washington 31-17, but it wasn't a great performance. By any no, stretch of the imagination. No, I mean, I'm not going to call it bad, but it wasn't great. Coming off an ugly loss, I expected them to really show out this week, and they didn't. They underwhelmed. They just took advantage of a inferior team right now. And look, I'm not going to sit here and just and downplay a win and downplay everything that happened out there. There's there's a couple things out there that I liked. Lamar still looked good, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it that kind of gets lost in when we talk about the Ravens every week because Lamar set a high standard, but he had a good day. He had two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, one was for 50 yards. Amazing play. Mm-hmm. One interception, and we'll talk about that in a second. But overall, good day from him. Defense played okay. There are some things I didn't like that they did, but another turnover from Marlon Humphrey. Patrick Queen continues to look excellent. He had a nice stop at the goal line. Nice little yeah. Little flying elbow to we'll return to sender. On yeah, back yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's some things I like, but okay, let's talk about what I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one number one on that list has to be for me, Miles Boykin. You mentioned the yep. interception. Mm-hmm. That interception was a hundred percent on Miles. Yeah, and and it was really just it, not finishing out his route, not getting his head around, not getting his hands up. Yeah, you're not going to convince me otherwise that. It wasn't his fault. He didn't even turn around, look for a ball. He didn't look for it. Like 
You could say, oh, well, the timing was off. Oh, Lamar shouldn't have thrown that pass. At no point during the play did Miles Boykin turn around to look for the ball. So what was he doing? Yeah. You know, like he was he pulling, went, a, pulling a Calvin Benjamin. Right, right. So that's on Boykin. I'm not, I'm not putting out any any on Lamar. That's on Boykin because even if it was a mistimed throw, a bad pass, whatever, if you can at least turn around and see the ball, you can make a play on it so it's not an interception. Yeah, I thought that the pass was a little high. I'm not saying it would have been completion necessarily. I mean, he could have caught it, but yeah. you know, I'm saying it would have been an incompletion at worst. There's no way that should have been a turnover. Yeah. So here's what I'm seeing from the passing game, and I'm not going to get too down on anybody, not even Miles Boykin. What I'm seeing is a group of guys that don't look like they practice passing plays that often. And that's not to say that they don't practice hard. I'm putting that on the coaching staff. I'm saying that when every time they go out there to run a passing play, it's something that's not practiced often. That's because it's not what they do. So they feel uncomfortable doing it. They look like they, they're not quite sure what they're doing out there every time. And anytime there's a completed pass or there's a touchdown, it looks like they're improvising, not running a play. Whereas the running game, that's what they do. That's what they, they, they know like the back of their hand. They can execute that a little bit better. But even that's not going great right now because the O-line isn't holding up. So, yeah, there's a lot of concerns that I have with the offense right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously they practice passing, but it just, like you said, it doesn't look like they're working as one cohesive unit yeah. when they when they try passing plays. Like I said, they, they, they kind of just, they look like they don't have the confidence in it. And the O-line hasn't been playing great. The receivers haven't been playing great. Even Lamar isn't playing as well as he did last year, right. which is, I mean, again, we talked about that prior to the start of the season. You should not be expecting him to play the way he played last year. No, that, that was no. never going to happen. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, they're, they're, they're going away from their identity. I don't know why, but they need to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. The O-line isn't playing as well, but they're playing well enough for you to continue to run the ball. You're mm-hmm. getting a lot of yards per carry, but you're not running the ball nearly enough. So my thing is, what are you doing? Because you didn't make any investment this offseason to get some weapons in the passing game. You added another running back for whatever reason. I have no idea why you added him. And you spent the rest of your capital getting defense. So you want to continue to be a run team. That's what you do. Okay, fine. That's what you do. And now you have four running backs on the team. Run the ball, especially if especially if you're doing a solid job running the ball. Why do you stop? Keep running until you actually get stopped. Why are you, why are you running the ball on first down for seven yards, and then you want to throw two yard outs on second and third down and still not pick up the first down. The only thing that I can think is that maybe they looked at this early part of the schedule that it was outside of Kansas City. It was, it was pretty soft, and maybe they just want to get their their young O linemen and their guys like Skura who are returning from injury. They just want to get them some pass reps, get them some reps. Maybe oh, you know what? I, I mean, can. I can listen, listen, fine. I can, I can get with that. Whenever you're winning, look, <laughs> all right, whatever. I'll buy it. I'll buy it for now because we're, we're not looking great, but we're still winning games. We, we had one bad loss. You know, it's whatever. Like we're not going to play another team like Kansas city again on our schedule. So I can take that L and say, okay, when we see them in the playoffs, we'll make the adjustment. I can take them saying, Hey, soft part of schedule early on. We didn't have a preseason. This is just our guys getting some reps and we're going to clean it up. Fine. 
But when it doesn't happen, <laughs> what is the excuse? Because we always have excuses for why our offenses just kind of sputter out, man. Oh, well, these guys, these guys are young. You just got to give them time or you got to trust the process. You got to do this. It's always some excuse. And I'm just not seeing it from Boykin. I'm not seeing it from Devin DuVernay. I mean, Prochet never really had a chance. Let's just be real about that. So you, they made it a conscious effort, a conscious choice to not go and get Lamar any more help other than Hollywood and Andrews. So now past game is struggling because of it. These guys aren't stepping up. I don't care if you're still trying to figure some things out or, hey, you know, you're not getting that many targets. What are you doing with the opportunities that you get? Not much. Right. So I think it was a disappointing performance for the Ravens, disappointing for Ravens fans, but also disappointing for Washington because Ron Rivera and Scott Turner were definitely counting on that Ravens defense bringing the hammer down on Dwayne Haskins, and then they were going to get him up out of there. Didn't happen, but they got him up out of there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Dwayne Haskins is not a third string quarterback. How do you go from the start to a third string and you didn't have a bad game? I'm not having a great game either. You so. didn't have a great game. And that was to be expected. You have an awful team. Like, let's not yeah. get it twisted. Washington's an awful team, right? Yeah. Outside of Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, you don't have a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. What did you expect him to do? He did the best he could with what they he expected for. him to turn it over a few times so they could say, this is why we're benching you. Yeah. It didn't happen. But they, I mean, they, they decided, uh, I'm sure before that game, that Kyle Allen was their guy. Yeah, Kyle Allen um, and it, Alex Smith. It feels like they decided back. it when when they traded for Kyle Allen, and it was just going to be a matter of time sure. until you know they, they put him in because that's the guy they're comfortable with. And yeah. you know, Dwayne Haskins isn't their guy. And he and to be fair, he hasn't shown he hasn't shown much to make anybody think that he would be the guy moving right. forward. But they didn't draft him. They brought he in. Wasn't, you know, they're bringing in their guy. He wasn't put in a great situation either. You know, no, like this. That's the type of thing situation. I hate to see. Look, usually we see this with black quarterbacks. We talk about it all the time, but it's not just black quarterbacks. We talk about this with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen mm-hmm. is the same same way. He just hasn't been in great situations, hasn't really gotten a fair shot to show that he can he can or can't play. And it's unfortunate for Haskins because he wasn't given anything to work with. And let's be real about this. Like Kyle Allen's gonna look just as bad. I can see Alex no, Smith. I think, I, no, I think he's gonna look worse. Yeah, he might look worse. He might look worse. Alex Smith is going to work his way back into being a starter. Watch. It's, that's going to happen. And I, and I hope that cybernetically holds up. <laughs> I want to see Alex get hurt again. Yeah. All right. What's next? So moving on, we got the Broncos and the Jets. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. The Broncos got the win 37-28. It was actually a really entertaining game because neither of them are good at football. And yeah. so it was just a lot of mistakes that, that made for big plays. The biggest thing here is that Adam Gase is just, he's a terrible, not even just a terrible coach. He's a terrible person. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with saying that. You have, See, we were joking about Mekhi, last week. Now you mean yeah. it. <laughs> well, I, I do mean it now because you have Makai Becton who was hurt and obviously shouldn't have been playing and you let him go out there and play anyway. And he got hurt and he had to take himself out the game. You have Sam Darnold who got hurt. He hurt his shoulder in the game and you let him go out and finish the game anyway. Now he's on the bench. They're starting Joe Flacco next week because he's hurt. He's week to week now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it just it feels like one of those situations where the coach is willing to throw anybody under the bus to save himself. 
and there's no chance of saving himself but he's still gonna hurt other people on the way out yeah so bill o'brien got fired i guess we're gonna talk about that we we talked we put out a video on it on youtube we can talk about it now bill o'brien got fired was it two days ago now or was it was this yesterday uh yesterday yeah yesterday we think there could be two other potential firings during the season you don't see you don't see coaches getting fired during the season often right Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm not sure if it's ever happened where multiple coaches have gotten fired during the season but this year (laughs) adam Gase could definitely be gone when you when you have zero wins early on and you are look they may not say he was he was on a hot seat but you haven't been winning the players clearly don't like you and you start out the season really bad right there doesn't need to be any discussion about that like you just got to go so they're going to the fifth week they're on four now right on four mm-hmm. i'm not sure who they're playing this week but that's going to be on five yeah. so they're, they're five, playing somebody better than them yeah on five there's really not much to discuss there he could be gone after this week also dan quinn we talked about atlanta dan quinn could be gone as well if they don't beat the panthers so you're talking about bill o'brien Adam Gase, Dan Quinn, all five this year. Yeah, and and all should be. The Jets are playing the Cardinals. I don't think they win that game. No, no. Uh, so they're yeah, they're they're looking at zero and five. The Cardinals lost yeah. two in a row. They're definitely not going to lose it. They're definitely not going to lose to the Jets. No, uh, but yeah, no, nothing else really to talk about from that game. The Broncos are, are really beat up. The Jets are awful. Hey, the Broncos say, pulled out a win. I would say this: mm-hmm. that's a good win for the Broncos, considering the fact that they are all beat up right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were on their third string quarterback. You know, Cortland Sutton's out for the year. Jerry Judy, you know, had a really nice touchdown catch in this one. Yeah, uh, he mossed is uh, the the corner. Yep. But yeah, no, it was it was a it was a good win for them to be able to to pull together on a Thursday night with all those injuries. And even even though it was the Jets, I mean, you know, Sam Donald was out there making moves early. You know, he yeah. had a forty three yard touchdown run. Like he wasn't trying to lose. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good win for them. Hopefully they, they get healthier soon. The Jets are awful. We should never talk about the Jets again. <laughs> All right. Uh, the ne- next game up was Seattle and Miami. Closer than most people expected. Seattle won 31 to 23. And, you know, I mean, Russ, he kind of came down to earth a little bit, only had two touchdowns. I believe he had an interception in this one. But yeah, I mean, they got the win. And that's really all that matters. Miami is still, for whatever reason, sticking with Fitzpatrick think this is just going to be the story of their season until they make that switch yeah i don't know what miami is thinking because i think with a better quarterback they're i mean they're already com- a competitive team but a better quarterback they could pull out some of these wins well i mean look, they're, they're one and three they're they're probably thinking they don't want to put two out there behind a bad o-line early on and potentially get him hurt again before he even really gets going you could also be thinking you know Team wasn't very good last year. Maybe Fitzpatrick can get them a couple more wins than a rookie quarterback and, and the coach and GM uh, get to keep their jobs. Um, yeah, maybe. But again, you got a black head coach there. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't risk GM. it. And a black GM, I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> they've, got, they've got San Francisco and Denver coming up next. Miami? Yeah. So they really got to pull out at least one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They could win both, but no, you're right. And look, there's there's no concern with with Seahawks. You know, it was just a, a off day for them. But 
the Seahawks know how to win ugly. And when you got Russell Wilson, you, yeah, you, you, don't, Miami's you don't have got a, concerns. Yeah, Miami's got a talented defense. Yeah. They just don't have anything on offense, which I think is probably why Tua is not in there. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to protect them a little bit. Yeah, I can't argue with what they're doing. I just hope they keep. I like the front office <laughs> that they have so uh, right now. I like Brian Flores. I think if you stick with him, he can turn that that team into a winning team. So we'll see if they stay the course. Yeah. Speaking of protecting your young quarterback, the Bengals are up next. Their game against the Jaguars, they won 33-25. And you know what? Like They actually sort of did protect him in that one. He only got sacked once. They did still give up five hits, but that's better than what they've been doing. I mean, look, I didn't see the hits this game. I saw him last game. What did he get hit like 15 times? It, it's I mean, not just it wasn't that far off. It's not just the hits. It's how he's getting hit that concerns me. That's not like sometimes a QB hit counts as, okay, you gave him a little shove and he falls down or whatever. All right, that's fine. But my man is getting these soul crushing hits every yeah. time. And it's like, I would rather my old lineman trip a dude before I, I let him get, get hit like that. I'd rather Absolutely. you trip him or your face mask, do something to show that you care about this man. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow had another 300-yard game, over eight yards per attempt. He had a touchdown and interception. Like, Joe's balling out a little bit over there. I mean, you know, it's a, expectations are low because you're in Cincinnati. They were the worst team in the league. There's no O-line. But he's, he's showing why he was the number one pick. This week, Joe Mixon really, really carried them. He had 180 yep. total yards and three touchdowns. But you got Joe Burrow, you got Joe Mixon, you got Tyler Boyd, and you got T. Higgins. So you and A.J. Green. Fix, well, A.J.'s kind of on the – he's on the on the downslope. I don't think he'll be there much longer. But I'm just talking about future. Okay. Um, you fix that O-line, and you're going to have a pretty nice offense moving forward. No, I agree. And the Ravens play the Bengals – this week coming up, that's not going to be a cakewalk like some people think. No, that's going to be closer than it should be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The Bengals have a bright future, and they should be excited about it. They got they got their quarterback, so they should feel good about how they're looking. What are they, 2-2 two and two now? No, they're 1-2-1. Two 1-2-1, and one. One, two and one. Yeah, oh, that's right. The, the tie with Philly. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're another team. You just want to see them get a little bit better every week. So. Yeah. Jacksonville... They continue to just be a mess. I mean, Gardner Minshew, 27 for 40, 351 yards, two touchdowns and interception, got sacked three times. But, like, the, the stat line's fine, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, man, you were playing the Bengals. Yeah. Why'd you only have 25 points? Why'd you get beat? Mm, yeah, yeah, look, you're not good. You know, like, the Bengals aren't they like were the supposed worst defense. They're not the worst defense in the world. They are they are real close. They're real close. Not in the league, in the world. They're real close. Yeah, well, you're not a good team yourself. You can't just be like, eh, whatever. We'll run over this team. They were supposed to be good, though. That's all I heard. The stash, man. The stash. Yeah. He's a he's a younger Fitzpatrick. That's what he is. He's a younger Fitzpatrick. He'll have some games where he'll look really good and you know, he has that charisma about him. You're like, oh yeah, he's got it. Right, it's easy he's to root it. for. Huh? He's easy to root for. Yeah, yeah, he is. But by the end of the season, you know, and they're they're five and eleven, and you're looking at it like, wait, what happened? Like you had the stats. Yeah. Like he, you know, you, you don't talk bad about him ever, even in, in weeks like this, because weeks like this, you don't hear about Gardner Minshew, right? 
But right. if they win one of these weeks coming up, then we'll hear about Gardner Minshew again. So all you hear in the media is how good he is, but you only hear mm-hmm. that. You'll, you'll hear that about four or five times this year because that's how many wins they'll have. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're not going anywhere until they fire their coach, fire their GM and realize that Gardner Minshew is not the answer. So we'll check back in in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up next, we have Minnesota and Houston. Obviously we, we already know that Houston lost this game. This is what part of what got Bill O'Brien fired from yep. his multiple roles. Yeah. Got fired several times this week. Minnesota won 31 to 23 in, I mean, just, I want to call it a major upset, but I mean, Houston's 0 and 4, but I still kind of feel like it was a major upset. Yeah, this is a bad loss for Houston because the first two games of the year, you can say, hey, they're playing the two best teams in the league or two of the best mm-hmm. teams in, in, in the league. And that's fine. We're not on their level. You know, we'll take our L there. They lose in week three to Pittsburgh, and that was a close game. So you think, okay, there's something there. They can pull it out. And this week was a week where you thought it's Minnesota. They're a bad team. You know, we've been competitive, and we got the better quarterback by far. We should be able to pull this out, and you lose. Yeah. And and they have Um, all kinds of issues, man. Like, I, I'm sure there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I, I heard JJ Watt say something about how like it's it's time for a change or something like that. Well, yeah, there was a I guess a, an incident at practice where him and O'Brien got into it, and he kind of told O'Brien he don't know how to coach, and mm. that was that was kind of it. But yeah, this when one, Captain America tells you that you don't know how to do your job, you know that's pretty damning. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, in this one, Houston had a chance to tie it late came down to a fourth and goal from the five. They threw a touchdown to Will Fuller, but they got overturned on replay. Mm. And it's just one of those situations where you really feel like I, it, it, it almost can't be a hundred percent one person's fault. Right? <laughs> but I, but I, think like, it, man, I think it was, I, I won't say that, but man, if Hawkins was here, I feel like that would have been a touchdown. Like, like it's all, well, not even that. I'm just saying it's all, it's kind of all Bill O'Brien's fault, right? Like, yeah. Next week, they're going to win by 30. Yeah. <laughs> Who do they play next week? They are, pl- they are playing Jacksonville. So they are going to win by 30. <laughs> That's going to make it look so bad. <laughs> two, week, two weeks from now, they're scheduled to play the Titans, but I don't know if they'll still be in the NFL by that point. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of rapid fire, get through these games real quick because we, we still got to talk about the COVID thing. Yeah. No, definitely rapid fire because I am disgusted by the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't really want to talk to them <sighs> or, or about them. You might, you might, might spend a little extra again. time on this one. <laughs> Man, 49 to 38. They, they, they lose to Cleveland. You let Cleveland drop 49 points on you in a game where Baker Mayfield threw for 165 yards and their number one running back got hurt and had to leave. And also a game where your quarterback threw for 500 yards. Listen, listen, if I was, if I were a gambling man, if I was a person that had a problem, one thing that I would have lost my shirt on would be if somebody came to me and said, hey, I bet you at any point this year, Cleveland's going to score 40 points. I'd be like, listen, put, you just write a number down and I will, and I, and I got you there. I, I got you. I'll, I'll take that bet. I would have bet you anything in the world that Cleveland was not going to score 40 points at all this season, at all. Yeah. 
Well, listen, uh, uh, another one. You tell me Dallas scored 38 points and Dak threw for 500 yards. There's no way I'm believing that they lose by double digits. <laughs> uh, um, I heard uh, Shannon Sharp a little bit uh, get on Dak because he's, you know, he plays a role on Undisputed of being against Dak. I don't really think he is, but <laughs> he basically said it's still Dak's fault because he didn't get those those yards until late after they were kind of getting blown out. I hear you. I hear you. Right. But he did get those yards. He did get them within three points. Yeah. And all the defense had is 40, 38, huh? 40, 38. Yeah. Well, yeah. And all the defense had to do is stop them one time, one time, even if you held them to a field goal, right? Even if you held them to a field goal, it's okay. Look, the offense is look. It might have taken them a while, but the offense is rolling now. Just keep them out of the end zone. That's the only well, yeah, thing you need no. to do. Actually, you're, you're right. It was it was forty one thirty eight. But yeah, yeah, no, it was. Hey, get one stop. They had a few minutes left. Stop, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Cleveland. I'm gonna yeah. say that again. Cleveland, <laughs> one time, <laughs> one time. Cleveland minus Nick Chubb. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield at quarterback with a strong 165 yards through the game. Yeah. Stop them one time, force one punt with DeMarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith and Jalen Smith. You know, all those high-priced defenders you have. Stop them one time, and you're going to win that game. And what did they do? They immediately gave up a 50-yard touchdown (laughs) run to a wide receiver. (laughs) They gave up a 50-yard touchdown run to Odell Beckham, giving him his third touchdown of the day in his first three-touchdown game in Cleveland. Yeah, no way I'm putting that on deck. No way. No, no. That defense is horrible. And we talked about two other coaches that could get fired midseason. We can add Mike McCarthy to that list because Jerry Jones is absolutely that guy that will do that. Mike McCarthy should have been fired. Maybe you give him a pass week one because it's week one. You didn't have the, the offseason. The second you come out in week two and you look like Jason Garrett Cowboys, you know, the Jason Garrett Cowboys, you're out of here. You're gone. Why would, I, why would I fire a yes man and bring in somebody else to get the exact same results? That's the game that you all you had to do is win that game and you're number one in the division. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. A title held right now by the Philadelphia Eagles, who have, I mean, they've been, let's be real, it, they've been, been just awful. as bad as the Giants. They've been god awful. And because they managed a tie, they they are they are they are leaders of, of the division in the NFC East. That's insane. It is it is disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. We're done. We're done with Dallas. We're done with Dallas until further notice. Next yeah. up, Saints and Lions. Matt Patricia, man, he still has some kind of cachet to him. Like he, he's got some kind of political capital going on because I saw everybody, everybody was talking about how they were gonna beat the Saints. And I'm like, how? How do you think that? Yeah, How why, are they going to beat New Orleans? Yeah, why'd you think that? Because he's a Bill Belichick disciple. Yeah. Well, Bill Belichick disciples are all bad. Doesn't matter because he's not. But yeah, the Saints got that win 35-29. You know, pretty predictable. Not really a whole lot else to say about that game. You know, Alvin Kamara, much like Joe Mixon, he kind of kind of carried him in this one. Over 100 yards and, and a touchdown. Latavius Murray got himself a couple touchdowns. You know, but yeah, that, that was one of the more uninteresting games of the week. 
Could there be five coaches fired midseason? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, you know, how many more games? Look, I feel like for sure, Adam Gase, Adam Gase and Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. they are in major, major danger. Major danger. <laughs> major danger <laughs> of being fired midseason. Like they don't have a single win. Neither one of these no. franchises want to go 0 16. Right. Listen, listen. If you listen to Reggie Bush, Joe Judge should have been out after week three. And if you disagree, <laughs> again, it's because you didn't play the game. So pretty soon we're going to be asking, are there going to be five coaches still with their jobs by the end of the season? <laughs> no, like, no. Gase. And Dan Quinn, they've been doing bad for a while. And Gase is just not liked by the players. Dan Quinn, I can see surviving just because he's been to the Super Bowl. And he seems like a likable person. I don't think it's one of those things where the players don't like him. He's just not doing a good job right now. Gase is just, you know, the players are ready for him to go. I think he could be pushed out fairly soon. Somebody's going to stab him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) But Mike McCarthy, again, it's one of those things where Jerry Jones don't have time to watch his team lose. He wants somebody that's going to win now. And if if all you're going to do is keep losing these games, these are games that you have to win. Like you're supposed to beat the Browns. These are the games that you yes. have to win. Y- yeah. You're supposed to you're supposed to win that easy. You're, you're yeah. supposed to be counting that in the in the win column from from before the season. Yeah. I can see him getting fired mid-season. I can see yeah. multiple coaches getting fired this season. Yeah, man. Uh we'll see about Patricia. Next Joe Judge I think is the- safe though. Joe Judge, I think uh, yeah, I think yes. I, I don't, I don't Until know why Reggie Bush hates him. I don't know why Reggie Bush hates him so much, but my man is done with Joe Judge. Yeah, he don't like him. <laughs> Next up, we had the most boring game I have ever seen: the Giants and the Rams. Rams got this win, seventeen to nine. Luckily, it was only the undercard. The main event kind of delivered, which is the uh, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate fight afterwards. Yo, Golden but, Tate said when he sees him. It's on on site. And I didn't he, know that. I didn't know the Golden Tate was a crazy person. Well, like, you know, you know what the the beef is, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I know about that. You know, and, and Golden Tate's sister. But I also recently found out that Golden Tate just kind of, when he was in college, walked into a donut shop before they were open. Like, well, you know, I guess he didn't break in. I think he was living above the donut shop, mm. but he just went in there and just. Sat down, and started eating some donuts because he was hungry. <laughs> like he's, I don't. He's not all there. <laughs> he was getting in fights in Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jalen Ramsey has a has a baby. I'm not sure, a son or a daughter, with Golden Tate's sister. And two, I think, right? Two. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if they were engaged or they're just dating. But while she was pregnant he started messing with somebody else, an IG model or something like that, or, or left her. He left her for, for yeah, somebody he left else. Her. Very yeah. publicly broke up with her. Yeah. And, you know, understandably Golden Tate being, that being the sister upset about that. And he wanted to have a conversation with his fist in, in his face. <laughs> and I feel him on that, but you know, I didn't think that was going to happen on the field and he made good on Listen, his promise. He, he had to, cause he said that, right. And okay, maybe people kind of let that go because yeah, he was upset. Right, yeah. you weren't you weren't best pleased with how Jalen treated your sister. Yeah, but and, and this was you know a year or two ago. But now, I mean, Jalen 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 Ramsey power bombed him in the game. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to say this: 
Jalen Ramsey. Can't let that go. Jalen Ramsey definitely has issues with the smaller guys because when Steve, uh, he had the same thing after the game with Steve Smith. Now they didn't go to blows. You know, Jalen Ramsey understood the situation he was in and he knew, okay, this dude would definitely swing on me. So he got real quiet, but my man, Steve Smith was right in his grill. Like what's up, son? What's up, no, he was not whispering. He, he let everybody hear it. Yeah. He was, he was not social distancing <laughs> at that point. No, not uh, at all. <laughs> he was, his, his lips were inside Ramsey's face mask. Like he was screaming <laughs> directly into his soul. <laughs> yeah. And Ramsey just kept a straight poker face. Like, Nope, not, Nope. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. That was the most exciting part of the game. And that was after the game. And look, the giants are awful. Joe judge is going to be safe just because they're just too boring to care. But he's one and done. I promise you, he's going to be one and done. He's not lasting another season. No way. I don't understand why Daniel Jones hasn't been benched yet. Jan- like, Daniel Jones is going to be out of here, too. Turnover <laughs> factory, dude. Like, hold on to the ball. What are you doing? <laughs> Every single like, – like, he didn't lose a fumble in this one. But he did fumble it. Single week. <laughs> Every single week. And it's not just the fumbles. Every week he has a pick and a fumble. Yo, it, it's funny because Lamar's rookie year, the media made it a big point to point out his fumbling issue, right? Like, oh, he fumbles. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's playing great as a rookie, and we're all probably wrong about him. But what about the fumbles, right? He's got to get that under control. And my man, Daniel Jones, I think has broken a record for most fumbles by a rookie quarterback. And it's like, yeah, but he's not throwing interceptions. But he know? is. Yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing that too now. He's doing that too. The fumbles are worse than interceptions for a quarterback because they don't get talked about and yeah. they're still turnovers. Oh, that that's how that's how Kyle Allen pulled off his nonsense for so long in Carolina. He was turning the ball over, but somehow those don't count. Right. So yeah, that was a that was an awful game. The Rams got out of there with a win. Thank God, because you can't be losing in New York. But moving on, we had the Buffalo Bills. And the Las Vegas Raiders, pretty pretty close game, pretty competitive game. Buffalo yeah. got the win, thirty to twenty three. Josh Allen, you know, he's continuing this. Looking I don't good. know if it's an an illusion or if this is he's a brand new man. But yeah, no, he continues to play well. They continue to win. They, they've got to be, you know, they're one of the the top contenders this year. So I'll say this: my opinions on Josh Allen haven't changed that much, but he's in a good situation. And they are using him properly. They're managing him properly. And it's a situation where they can win. You don't need the best quarterback in the world to win. But he's performing well. And you know, I give him credit for what he's doing right now. There are a lot of system quarterbacks out there, right? You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, if you put him in this system, he wouldn't do well. He's doing well where he's at now. So props for that. Yeah. Is it 30 to 23? Derek Carr. For anybody who's listening who's into MMA, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Anthony Smith, Lionheart. He, after the game, he was talking about how... Boy. Yeah. Well, after the game, he was talking about how tired he is of losing and doesn't want to lose anymore. He wants to win. You know, he's yeah. tired of it. And he reminds me of Anthony Smith because, like, that's kind of the attitude that Anthony Smith has where, you know, he, he's trying so hard and he wants to win. He, he wants it so bad. And you just want to tap him on the shoulder and just, you know, not even in front of everybody, just like 
pull him aside privately and, and tell him you're not good enough. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you think it's supposed to be different for you. You're bad. You know, yeah, just you, you, just you, you can't beat John Jones and you can't beat the bills. Yeah. Just cause you, it's because you want it bad enough. Stop stressing. Good enough. <laughs> Listen, yeah. stop, stop stressing, man. You were making millions and millions and millions of dollars. You got your family. You got your health. Enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Look, I respect the fact that he wants to improve as a quarterback. He puts in the work. Sure. But, but you know, look, we just talked about Josh Allen being in the right situation. I don't think Derek Carr is in the right situation. He, you're, you're playing for a coach who doesn't want you. He wasn't very good with the coaches who wanted him either. Like he's just, I mean, he's an above average quarterback. Yeah. He's not ever going to be a guy who is like lifting your franchise to new heights. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know where, you know, his lowest rated category, like skill is self-awareness and that's unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is because again, the Raiders are a team this year, you know, the record doesn't show it, but they, they are a tougher team this year. They they've been very competitive so far this season. And I, I see, you know, they're adding more talent. And, you know, what's holding them back is quarterback, unfortunately. So it is what it is. Yeah. Up next, Colts and Bears. I don't know whose soul he sold or whose children he sacrificed, but Phillip Rivers is three and one in the year twenty twenty. They got a 19 to 11 victory. How do you win a football game 19 to 11? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what how. When you have Nick Foles as your quarterback. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick Foles threw for 249, a touchdown and an interception. Phillip Rivers with 190 and a touchdown, and they, they pulled out the win. I'll tell you how. The, the Colts have one of the best defenses in the league, and you know people just aren't really talking about them. Yeah. Phillip, Phillip his arm is going to die midseason again like it has for the past several <laughs> years and then that defense is going to get real angry at him yeah. but for now man they are riding high yeah well that's why they kept Jacoby Brissett around for when his arm fails they can put Jacoby back in that's not gonna happen you know that's not gonna happen yeah they're but gonna, no, they're you, gonna you, let Philip grit it out no you're absolutely right there's, there's really not much to say here the Bears again I, I feel no sympathy for them they had a chance to get better at quarterback and they chose to have it this way. You wanted they should be undefeated right now, looking to run away. Well, not run away. Green Bay's in there, but competing for that division and having their, their sights set on a Super Bowl had they just gone and signed camp. Yeah, let's talk about Green Bay since since we you mentioned Green Bay. They look awesome. <laughs> yeah, they they, yeah, yeah. they they look they look awesome. They're gonna beat the brakes off of everybody in that division. Aaron Rodgers is uh, being arrogant again, so that's that's nice to see. I love. He it. said that you know an off year for him is a career year for a lot of quarterbacks. I love it, and you know a lot of guys probably don't want to hear that, but that's true. That's true. It's very 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 true. Derek Carr would love to have one of his years. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he would. Uh, I mean, he's out there killing guys with Alan Lazard. Yeah, you know, he threw. I think it was three touchdowns to Robert Tanyan, which was really cool because. Before the season, I, I, I saw Robert Tanya, and I'm like, that's a guy who could solve my tight end problem on my fantasy team. And I picked him up, and he didn't score in week one, and I dropped him because I needed to pick somebody else up. And now he's doing nothing but scoring touchdowns. <laughs> Good job. Good job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, impressive win, man. They completely dominated Atlanta. Atlanta had no shot in that game. 
Yeah, there's there's nothing to say about Atlanta. One or two more weeks, and Dan Quinn should probably be out out of there. I mean, how sweet would it be for Carolina to be the ones who who put the nail in that coffin, the final nail? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even have anything against Dan Quinn, but that would be that'd be fantastic. Poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Only yeah, yeah, a couple games left. We'll save the Chiefs and Patriots for last. The Eagles yeah. somehow pulled out a win over the 49ers, despite the fact that Carson Wentz is their starting quarterback. Uh, they did pull it out. Look, the 49ers, even though they got a win last week, um, they half of the team is missing. They, I mean, they're hurt. Yeah, they're, they're, they are hurting. They are hurting. George Kittle dropped a pass in the end zone that would have put them in position to tie the game. It was a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have had it, but how how angry are you going to get at uh, at George Kittle, right? Right. Uh, he's by far the best player on your team. Yeah. Uh, they're another one. They, they need to get healthy and just hope that they're still within striking distance you know, when they get all their guys back. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be a, a contender this year, even when healthy. I, I no. thought they were going to take a step back. But – with all those guys hurt, there's really nothing to to really dissect here. You know, you just need guys to get healthy and see where you're at the end of the year, like you said. But right now, I mean, if you're if you're a 49ers fan, I mean you're disappointed by how last year ended, but you're still in the Super Bowl. And this year everybody's hurt. So, you know, you just gotta sit back and just wait to see how it's gonna be. Carson Wentz, man, I don't know what his problem is, but he's still clearly a talented player. You know, he's yeah. got all of the tools that he needs. I mean, he threw a perfect touchdown pass to Travis Fulgham in this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I, I don't know exactly how far it was in the air, but he dropped it right into his hands over his shoulder, perfectly in stride. But he also has more interceptions and touchdowns for the year. You know, <laughs> he's one, two, and one. You couldn't put away the the, the Bengals. Yeah, I'm looking just, at 18, I don't know what it is. Yeah, 18, 28, 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you know, he had a he had a rushing touchdown too. He just he's not consistent and I think it's a focus issue, right? Yeah, they're also really beat up. They're beat up on the O-line. None of their wide receivers are playing. And I think Carson Wentz took that as an opportunity to just check out for a while. Yeah, also I think he's one of those people that if everything is going right, yeah, he can look really good. But there's if there's some issues especially at O-line and this this is most quarterbacks O-line's now holding up and you have less time to throw. You have less time to process everything. You start to see the difference between those tiers of quarterbacks, right? Yeah. You know, some people can process things a little bit faster than other people. And I think you're seeing that with Carson where the rush is getting to him more. And he's already, I mean, he's been hurt every year of his football career, <laughs> his yeah, football of life, his, right? Of his life. Yeah. <laughs> right. He doesn't want to take those hits anymore, especially from these grown men. So I'm sure that's in the back of his mind. That's kind of affecting his judgment a little bit. It only takes a split second for these things to to go down. So you're starting to see that difference now. He's not trusting the O-line. And, you know, you don't have the same type of talent at wide receivers. And you got to do a little bit more as the quarterback. And he's just not able to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I really am interested to see if they pull him in the next few weeks for Jalen Hurts. You know, yep. if he doesn't if he doesn't get things turned around. Yeah. Uh, not, right now he's through four weeks, he's the least accurate quarterback in the league. Yeah. Jalen Hurts That's, was a second round pick. They are 
going to uh, replace him at some point. I think that's they're, I think they're that's already working him in. They're working him in in games, few plays here and there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that another couple of weeks, if Carson doesn't get it turned around, I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts take over. Yep, I agree. Last up, we had the rescheduled New England Patriots and Kansas City Chiefs game. Okay, the Kansas COVID game. Bowl. There you go. Mm. Yeah, we kept on giving afterwards. Yeah, uh, Stefan Gilmore testing positive a couple of days after the game. So that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one, you know, it looked like it was going to be a bright spot in the in the season in terms of the the schedule that was out there. And then Cam tested positive, so he was out of the game, and we got Brian Hoyer for a little while because he was he was playing poorly and he got benched for Jared Stidham, who came in and immediately played just as bad. Yeah. And the sad thing is they had a few opportunities, a few opportunities to win this game. Yeah. Pat Mahomes had, he had a bad night. He was not good in this game. Uh, He threw several passes directly to Patriots defenders and they just dropped him. That's not how you're going to beat the chiefs. No, no, (laughs) but you know what? Look as unstoppable as the chiefs looked playing us a week ago. If Cam were playing on Monday night, they would have beaten the chiefs. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt yeah, they, about they it. Would have, they would have lost that game. But you also have to look at it and say, hey, as bad as Pat Mahomes played, they still scored 26 points. Yeah. Well, now, well I mean, one, granted, of one of them was a, yeah, one of them was a pick six. But still, that's 26 points on the board. You yeah. Know? You don't only have to outscore the offense. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah well, that's true. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about uh, the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean Stefan Gilmore walking up and breathing directly into Pat Mahomes' face? Yeah, <laughs> and and we're gonna hear how he hasn't tested positive for COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Stefan Gilmore. News came out today that he tested positive for COVID, and like B said, um, so this we're we're recording this on Wednesday. Monday night was the game, and you can clearly see Stefan Gilmore talking to Mahomes after the game, dapping it up, hugging him, just face to face talking, you know, breathing on him. and no word yet, but me and B suspect that there's going to be some more positive cases from the chiefs come down the pipeline at, at some point. But other than mm-hmm. Stefan Gilmore, there are also two more players or, or personnel from, from the Titans that tested positive today. I don't think they specified, but yeah, two more, two more positive tests out of Tennessee and also Maurice Hurst, the D tackle for the Raiders. Tested yeah. Positive. Yeah. So, and, and also, he was also in Josh Allen's face after the game, mind you. Yeah. And also you have, there was a Chiefs player that tested positive as well. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Tamu tested positive before the game. It was a, it was a joke at the time, right? Because he was the, uh, he was the quarterback in practice who was emulating Cam Newton because he's like the most athletic quarterback they have yeah. outside of, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, he he did too good a job. Ha, 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 ha. No, man, it's a pandemic. He's sick. Right. Y'all can't play this week. Right. Yeah. So we have just just reported. You have Chiefs, Titans, Raiders, Patriots. Right. Those are the four teams that have reported positive tests. Are there anybody else? I'm trying to think. No, not right now. Minnesota. I mean, it looks like Minnesota may have actually gotten really lucky, and and the, you know nobody got infected. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, that's how yeah. it looks right now. Yeah. By the time I put this podcast out, there will be more. <laughs> <laughs> There'll probably be more. You know, I I feel like tomorrow morning we're going to hear more stories of some more positive tests. And look, man, guys, this is 
this is a virus. Okay. This isn't something you can talk your way out of. This isn't something you can just, just suck it up and play and, and try to hide it and play through it and, and fake it. Like, no, man, it's real. It spreads. It doesn't care what your narrative is. It is going to spread if you don't take the proper precautions. And the proper precaution is to not have a season. Right. right. So, yeah, I tweeted it out today. I, I posted it on Instagram. If you go back and look at episode 23, we talked about this. Episode 23, actually, I think it was episode 18. We made predictions around this time, you know, week five or six is when you're going to see the league struggle to get through these games because you're going to have these positive tests and they're not going to know how to deal with it. And you're already struggling with that. You already have games that, that have been pushed back. You have bye weeks that have been swapped out and you're getting more positive tests coming. Yeah, by week six, I think it's going to be a postponement or they cancel the season. Yeah, uh, apparently a, a lot of coaches were already in favor of just hitting pause for a couple of weeks, kind of letting everybody quarantine, let things calm down, and then come back and ha- just have a 14-game season. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the NFL was not on board with that. Right. But if things keep going the way they're going, I mean, they're not really going to have a choice. No, no. I didn't look at the the new protocols that they put out. They try to get some strict protocols all of a sudden. My thing is, one, why didn't you have it that way from the beginning? And two, what are those things really going to do? Like, how are you going to enforce that? Well, it's, yeah, it's just going to be, hey, if you get caught, then huge fines, draft picks for the teams, losing cap space next year for the teams, possibly. But when you have people who don't even believe it's real, right. why would they follow your rules? Right. No, exactly. And even some of the people who know it's real just think it's not a big deal. Yeah. Why would they follow your rules? Yeah. And the fact is, no matter how vigilant you try to be, you can't keep track of somebody 24-7. You don't no. know that comes and going. And even if you could, and this is a scary thing, and we talked about this too, even if you could and everybody did what they're supposed to do, you can't control everybody else in the world. So right. when you're going to you know when they have to go and eat at a restaurant or you know even they're just going to pick up the food or they're going to a hotel or they're catching a flight wherever or they're just walking you know they're they're, Mm -hmm. walking to and from someplace they can catch it (laughs) that's how that's how it works they can catch it you can do about it miami just got clearance to have full capacity in their stadium sixty five thousand people yeah now the team came out and said they're not going to do that Mm -hmm. they said they're going to stick with their gradually kind of opening up and I think they were talking about like 13,000 a few weeks from now, but yeah, I mean, you're not in a controlled environment. (laughs) 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 Like Florida is not in control of anything. No, no. That is the wild, wild West. Yeah. So, I mean, it may not necessarily be players being irresponsible, although we've already seen that happen, but it, it doesn't have to be players being irresponsible. It just, look, when you're traveling, you increase your chances of catching it. So we're going to see in a couple of weeks if we still have a season. Um, if not, we'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still have a lot to talk about. So, you know, tell your friends about us. Is there anything else we need to cover? No, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. That's week four. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support 
and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>